Hey everyone, it's Laura. I just wanted to share a couple of things with you as we enter this holiday season. Amanda and I are going to take a break um, and be with our families and hopefully survive Christmas. So uh, we're going to record three more episodes to publish with our first season and then we'll be back in February with our second season and hopefully lots of great updates for you. In the meantime, we do plan to have a giveaway and there'll be more details on that to come and we'll be active on social media. So you can find us on Twitter at pop underscore personality, Facebook and Instagram at personalitypills, and email us anytime at personality.pills at gmail.com. Talk to you soon. Amanda gave me strict instructions not, not to say, to what's, say up. what's up after saying, hey, that explains the awkward pause. Moving on. <laughs> okay. This episode. Yes. This is the first of the last three that we're recording for this season. So we're just going to jump right into it. I have given the Leos upstairs strict instructions to not jump down the hallway but I can't make any promises for them they're Leos um but on that note I did want to start this episode out by saying that if you're new to joining us we just wanted to give you a little brief about us and let you know that while we love to talk about personalities (laughs) And um, my husband loves to apparently cause avalanches in the kitchen. Um, we are not experts at all no. on the subject of personalities. And really the way that Amanda and I started talking about personalities is she loves to research them. And I've just always really liked to know about people. And so she would tell me about stuff that she was researching and I would think about how that applied to life and then we just have these really great conversations from there and we realized that this was a lot of really useful information on how we dealt with people in our lives and communicated and um, thought we would share that with other people so there we are here we are (laughs) here we are so tonight's episode actually just a heads up We are recording two episodes tonight because we're trying to get ready for the crazy holiday season that is approaching us and helping our families plan that. So uh, this is the first and we'll probably sound more sane for this one. Yes. Um, And so when the next episode is published, just know in advance that any crazy that's in that episode is because (laughs) it came right after this and I'm gonna go back to drinking my beer now Amanda you take over tell them what this one's about okay in the list for today since we are in the flu season 
This is what each Myers-Briggs type do when they're sick. Uh, let's see. Start off INFJ, avoids medication unless they absolutely have to take it, but stays home to rest and recoup. Nowhere, no way are they going to let others see them in a vulnerable state. The ENFP refuses to rest or relax, disbelieving that this will help them get better. And goes about their day as usual, getting everyone they encounter sick in the process. Hmm. Mm. You know who you are. You know who you are. The ENFJ maintains their commitments with a sunny face, not wanting to burden any anyone with their sickness, and then goes home and crashes hard. The ESTJ, Laura, <laughs> works favorably from bed on their laptops while internally scolding their immune system from not trying harder. I've done it. <laughs> that is very accurate. The ISTJ sticks determinately to whatever methods of getting better that they were taught as a child and because that's what's always worked for them. So why switch it up now? The ISTP takes enough medication to get a little high and then re- relishes in the excuses to stay home and play video games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound like a teenage boy. <laughs> the ESTP pops some drugs, chugs an energy drink, and goes about their business as usual. If it's not terminal, what's there to complain about? All right. All right. My turn. Where did you stop? Oh, that side. Oh, the whole side? Okay. ESFP. Text all their friends that they're dying. Who wants to come over for a movie night? Nice. INFP. Stays home and fantasizes, in a totally non-morbid way, of course, about all the nice things people would say about them at their funeral. Well, we already know how well I plan funerals, so let's chat. Yeah. ISFJ tries to convince everyone that they're fine, really. They don't need any help, while secretly wishing that one of their loved ones would ignore their pleas and come take care of them. Aww. Just ask for help. It's okay. We all need it sometimes. I need some chicken noodle soup. Yeah, chicken noodle soup. Get the chicken noodle soup. ISFP secretly revels in having a socially acceptable excuse to stay home <laughs> and do their own thing for a week or so. Or so. Or so. Woo, you're sick. ESFJ tries to get better as quickly as possible so that they can take care of any friends or loved ones who have also caught their bug. Oh, you're so sweet. So sweet. And that's the ESFJ, which we're talking about the fillers tonight and the thinkers. So keep that in mind. INTP Googles 10,000 variations of what they might have (laughs) and ends up in the depths of Wikipedia learning about a strange Polynesian virus that died out 1,000 years ago. Dun, dun, dun. That's resurfaced. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, dear. That's great. Oh, Amanda, INTJ, pops some drugs, ignores their sickness, and grows steadily more annoyed each time someone asks them how they're feeling. Yes. Do not ask if I'm okay. Are you okay? No, I'm not. Continue. (laughs) ENTJ, rest for about 30 minutes, decides that's enough self-care, and then gets the hell back to work. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Come work for me, please. Put your resume in. I'll give you the information. Shout out in the email. Okay. (laughs) 
did you just plunge? A desperate. <laughs> I always need them. ENTJs. ENTP develops a plethora of strange new medicines that they test on themselves, <laughs> ultimately extending their sickness. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. <laughs> ultimately extending their sickness weeks longer than necessary. <laughs> weeks, <laughs> guys. Consider yourself warned. Just don't do it. They went from the flu to pneumonia, obviously. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> to the scarlet fever. Ooh. Oh my. All right. Well, those fillers and those thinkers, how do we feel about them? I really appreciate feelers who take care of me when I'm sick, though. I may not say it or say that I need help, but... Yeah. I think I surrounded myself by too many thinkers. So you don't get, like, lavender tea and... I don't. I don't get the lavender tea. I get the, well, you should probably take a combination of this, this, and this. And because then go we back need to, to bed. Get this, this, and oh, this and done. also drink lots of water. <laughs> yeah. And while you're at it, could you also do this ten-page essay on why we need yadi da da? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's interesting that you say that. That you are surrounded by thinkers, and we'll get into that in just a second. But to recap, what feelers and thinkers emphasize their lives with thinkers usually think of the use of things my voice is failing <laughs> what you can't hear is that Amanda just said her voice is failing so we are literally in the season of being sick and then as any of our um what do we want to call our people who listen faithfully I don't know. We're going to come up with a name for you. But anyway, as any of our faithful listeners would know, that we record in my basement. And it's become quite drafty. And um, we're both a little choked up right now. It's a little rough on the respiratory system. Yeah, like I've been clearing my throat a lot. In fact, I really need to right now. And I'm just really trying not to. (laughs) And several people actually in my life right now have lost their voices completely. So I do. Every time. the season. I even get the slightest sick. The first thing to go is my voice. It's irritating. Yeah. I mine just gets super raspy. I kind of like it. I just Sound wish like it a little wouldn't be little so. Sexy. Just stop with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those thinkers. Where were you at? Oh yeah. So they like the use of things. They're objective. They like objective criteria. Things and ideas, truthful, logical, analytical, and detached thinkers. Um, they, they're very focused on their head and what they're thinking upstairs. And then feelers focus on the meaning of things, like personal values, people, and relations. They tend to be a little more tactful and sensitive, very empathetic, warm, and then they lead with their heart basically i don't know what that is well actually like i feel like i was very sensitive as a kid i might have have even been like an infj as a kid because i really wore my heart on my sleeve a lot we've talked about this before though like you thought that you were also very extroverted too 
But now I'm wondering if it wasn't because you were wearing your heart on your sleeve that you came off as more extroverted. Yeah. And then I got in trouble and that hurt my heart too much. Mm-hmm. So then I became introverted. So sad. It is. I do feel like I was more of an empathetic person in my teenage years and early t- 20s. But every time I've taken a personality test in my 20s, I've always typed as an INTJ. So that's, that's weird. Maybe you just got so good at thinking <laughs> that it became your stronger traits. Maybe so. Because I still think you're an empathetic person. Deep, deep down. Well, yeah. <laughs> and in a more general way than I am. Because it takes very specific situations for me to be empathetic well I feel like it's like I feel empathetic in like an abstract like I can feel for people who are feeling like grief or something but when it's like a one-on-one interaction with someone going through something it's very difficult Mm. for me to talk to them about it see it took me going through grief to become empathetic toward it like I always it wasn't Ever, and that's something we should talk about too. Like being empathetic or being not being empathetic doesn't mean that you're a mean person. Right. It just means that you don't know how to relate to the person who are who's got those feelings. So I never knew how to relate to people going through grief. Like I didn't know what that felt like or how to help them until I went through it. So I think that would be the difference between a thinker being empathetic because you have to almost wait until you've thought through those for yourself. That makes sense. Whereas a filler is just more emotionally mature to begin with. I think so. And something else, I don't know what direction you wanted to go with that after reading the list. Um, Oh yeah, you've got your stats. So we'll talk about those. And then something else that I found interesting that we were looking at was where it was talking about the different intelligences for the fillers versus the thinkers because people tend to just think that if you think, you must be smarter. Right. And then that's really just a stereotype because fillers can be very emotionally intelligent Um, but also just the way that they're intelligent in general, they are, what was some of the words it was using? I feel like they can be really good influencers of people too. Yeah. Yes. Like influence, um, good at reading people. Mm -hmm. You mentioned abstract, like they're, they're better able to look at the, um, team player. Like yeah. Getting a group mm-hmm. to focus on something. And it says, let's see, focus on the meaning of things. So, like, they grasp things through the way that they are. This is painful. <laughs> <laughs> we need to bring something else up, obviously. Oh, okay. I'm going to look for what I'm talking about while you talk about the stats. Okay, so... The statistics of feelers versus thinkers in the female population, which is 
honestly why I think I had a lot of trouble finding friends in college maybe was that 75.5% of women are feelers and 24.5% are thinkers. I was blown away by that statistic. Isn't that crazy? That it's such a big difference. And I can honestly see that, say that I've felt really disconnected with a lot of women and I didn't know why and I always thought there was something like wrong with me until you figure out that it's just vastly different for women thinkers versus feelers. Mm-hmm. And I tend to actually be friends with 50-50. So I think it's also funny how I've attracted a lot of thinkers even though they're you know one-fourth of the population. And then for men, this surprised me as well, 56.6% of them are thinkers and 43.4% are feelers, which shocked me as well. Because I did not think so many men live with their feelings. Mm -hmm. Okay, I found what I was looking for. And I'm going to try to read it, but also keep the mic aimed at Amanda. Alright, so it was talking about the stereotype that people tend to have about T's being the smart ones. Um... And then the F's being sweet, but not necessarily smart. And I thought this explained it really well because it said that the F's, they focus on understanding and experiencing differently than the T's. They look at the emotional value first and then, and the big picture, and then they take the big picture and the emotional value and they apply it to themselves. Whereas the T will look at themselves and kind of like the specialized value is the term that this uses um, to then look at the big picture after they've kind of pieced it together. So that's the difference in the intelligence the way that they perceive intelligence. Which I think is really interesting because I can think of a lot of group projects, whether it was back in college or in a work project. And when you start to understand these things, the way that people process information, you really start to see their personalities in any kind of group meeting where you're brainstorming because you've got the people at the table that they're definitely like, well, what about this? And they're talking about something that for me would be like, okay, but that's later on down the road because they're already looking at the big picture. Whereas I'm just like, these are the details that we've got to nail down right now to even get there. Yeah. And that's that's how you accomplish goals. You've got to have a little bit of both. You've got to have some balance there. And I think um, feelers are very good at maybe making you dream a little bit like... The yes. big stuff the, can happen mm-hmm. and we need to be positive about it and like not bog ourselves down in the details or in the facts that need to happen. Like, let's just have a positive attitude about this because we're going to make it happen. I wonder how many inventors I, were fillers. That would be very interesting to find out, I think. Yeah. I mean, it'd be pretty easy to find out because we have a lot of really well-documented lists of famous people and what their personality types were. 
I think find it'd be really very amazing. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. you have to have a little bit of a feeling about something to take that big of a risk. For well, it, I would think. Yeah, and I didn't think about this until we were taking a personality test the other day, which we'll get into in a different episode, this particular one, and we'll be sharing it as a link because it was it's a free quiz. Almost everything that we take, I well, everything I've taken has been free because I'm cheap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I made my husband take it too. And I was sitting there looking at the famous people that were in my list, and there were a lot of presidents. And then he pulled up his list of famous people that had his personality and there were more of like your inventors and um musicians I think were very high in his list too and that was the first time I had really stopped to think oh wow I wonder if it's common for because we do career type Mm -hmm. so for certain careers to have higher percentages of certain personality types and really, I mean, I think everyone's pretty used to, like, high school assessments where they go through and pick your career. I mean, they're just using a version of this, but they don't necessarily break down the personality information for you in a way that you can apply it to your life, like, right then and there. They're just like, oh, well, you know, you'd be good as, you know, an accountant. I feel like that one's on everyone's list because they just want a whole lot of freaking accountants in the world. So in my short research, I didn't find any feelers that were scientists, unfortunately. Yeah, actually from what I found, Albert Einstein, Bill Gates, and Isaac Newton were all ENTPs. So, but we like to think that behind all of them, there were like a team of very... Well-meaning and enthusiastic feelers. Yes. Pushing, Pushing them their, forward. And making them realize what their, real, their inventions would mean for mankind. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Seeing the big picture for them. Yes. <laughs> so something else we wanted to talk about was engagement tips on the difference between communicating with a filler versus communicating with a thinker. Right? Correct me if I'm wrong, Amanda. Right. And for the feelers, I, what needs to be done is you need to emphasize value systems, explain what you stand for and why, explain how it will feel to work with you, maintain a personal tone, build trust early, consider impact, accept differences, and offer praise. And the last one is very difficult for me to do because I automatically assume that if I'm maybe talking to you or engaging with you in a project that I obviously think that you're qualified enough and I just like get to the point of everything, I find it very hard to give praise a lot. And, yeah, offer encouragement. Yes. Well, for me, I think the hardest one is um, the one that you were reading about... I am trying to read Amanda's notes, okay? Sorry, Her handwriting is horrific. <laughs> Her handwriting isn't helping, so I'm, like, glancing Cereal over... Care. Oh, explaining how it would feel to work with you. That is very hard for me because I tend to want to be like, hey, here's what needs done. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, go do it. And for me, that means I trust you a lot. If I mm-hmm. just come and I say, hey, do this, 
and I don't offer anything else, it's because I think you're totally capable of that. Kind of like what you're saying, Amanda, with you think that they're, the fact that you're engaging with them means that you think that they're totally capable of dealing with that. So for you fillers out there who have ever dealt with a thinker who is like this, we apologize, but also know that this doesn't mean that we hate your guts or anything like that. Like we, we actually respect you a lot if that's the tone that we've taken with you. And no, I think normally if you have like questions or something, like a lot of thinkers are being like, oh man, I forgot to tell you that or something along Mm -hmm. those lines. So it's not like we're completely unapproachable when you have questions or need reassurance along the project. Yeah. Like a really good example is this big project I'm working on right now with these guys that are so much smarter than me. And so the fact that I even have to give them any information is just totally weird, but they need to know the process that I use to do a task and they don't do that task. So they don't know the details unless I tell them, well, we had one of our group meetings today and a small detail came up that I had not even thought about at all that was going to end up being pretty big because in my mind, I just went, okay, here's all the things that I do. All right. You've got it. Like, you're obviously so much smarter than me. Like, they're programmers. They're they're going to do stuff with computers that I don't even begin to know how to. And it's just, it's little things like that in communication that, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you're not thinking about it, then it's going to get missed. And what about those thinkers? The thinkers, you need to establish guidelines, show proof, offer guarantees, use Credible sources to support data, explain how it works, look at things and situations objectively, and offer feedback. And that's actually something that I really love to get from people that only, I've only had maybe like two or three bosses that actually gave me like critical feedback. A lot of people do feel like they're being like almost personally attacked when that happens but I like take it all in as like this is what I can do to be better and I'm stoked about it but that's why I'm thinking I guess. (laughs) Well and it depends on the tone that that person has too. Some people are better at giving criticism in a way that you're not gonna just blow up and think that they're really being hurtful and then yeah, I'm not one of those people. I suck at it. Um, <laughs> but I'm the same way. Yes, I want feedback. And I, it, there is a difference between those two things, praise and feedback. Um, praise, you know, that's the type of person. I always think about this time at my grandma's table. Lunch was being served. And my daughter, she was only like three or four at the time. And my grandma walks over to her and she had just set down a bowl of soup in front of her. And my daughter took one look at the bowl and looks up at her grandma and goes, Gigi, I love you, but I don't like your soup. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And that, to me, she's praising her Mm because she loves her. She adores her as a person. Um, She just didn't want to eat the soup. And... (laughs) That's a good way of delivering criticism to a filler because um, you're good. still praising them. Whereas maybe a thinker, you know, they just need to know that you are giving them the criticism, not because of something personal, not because uh, you're not understanding their level. Like if you're on their same level and you respect them, 
and you have the facts to back up why you think they're wrong, then they really want that feedback right. because we want to be on the same page. We want to be right. If you're right, we want to be right with you. You know, that's the difference, I guess, in the communication style between yeah. those two types. And don't get me wrong. I'm all for a good job, Amanda. But if there's like, but this could be improved, I'm really into that too. Mm-hmm. Hey, like one day <laughs> I was really thinking hard about just in general as a manager what I could possibly be doing better. I realized that it had been months since my boss had said anything critical to me whatsoever. <laughs> I walked into his office and I was like, am I doing a good job? I need to know yeah, right, right now. Like, tell me that I am not doing something right. Is What am I messing up? And he just stared at me for a moment. And he was like, you're doing a fine job. I was like, are you sure? There's nothing I'm messing up. I just need to know right now. Like, what am I messing up? And it it was that I literally thought that there was something he it wasn't telling me. causes an insecurity when someone's <laughs> not telling you to complex. improve something. Like, why, why aren't you telling me <laughs> what you were five months ago yeah. about, yeah, just whatever. It could be whatever in personal life. Let's see. How can we relate that? Like, in relationships with a partner well I do have a feeler as a partner and it is there I don't know my I think my daughter might be the only filler in this household it does slip my mind so much that he needs to know that I see him doing the good things because I'm so like okay I know you're doing the good things good things are good but let's focus on the things that could use improvement because that's how I think and so I always forget to Focus on the We're good things sometimes. We're like, hey, we always want to be moving forward, forward. and not moving forward good. with us. Then you're going to get off this train. These are check, or, check, check. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. Get it done. <laughs> We're mean. <laughs> to our spouses. Forgive us. Maybe to other people. It just depends on how close they've gotten to us. Yes. We get more sketchy the closer you get. <laughs> the closer you get. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I think that's all we have for the fillers versus the thinkers. And as always, we would love to hear from you about your experiences, um, about any, just if you had any little aha moments during the episode or this is me moments, um, or if you can add to the conversation. I mean, we're like we said at the beginning of this episode, we're not the experts, so we're always learning too. Anything you can tell us about your personality, we would love to hear it. Yes. All right. Oh, one other thing. I was going to give a shout out to my husband. He is the one that creates our music. And um, that's me giving a little praise Woo-hoo! to the person who deserves it. So shout out to him. And that's it. Yep. All right. See you next time. Later. Bye. Bye.